Hey guys, this is Mindcast with your host, Kevin Seaman, where we talk about what's going on in your head. Hi, Kevin Seaman here, your host of Mindcast. This week's subject on Mindcast is one of my favorite areas in regard to personal achievement, and I use it in coaching others often. In this Mindcast, I'll tell you how to change your energy level emotional state, and your overall state of mind by using this one technique. So powerful, I have used it to pass some of the hardest tests in my life in the martial arts. Train at Muay Thai camps where I train nine hours each day at age 60. It's enabled me to approach extreme sports without a second thought and compete numerous times nationally and even internationally in full contact fighting and win in a world championship with the help of this phenomenal tool. What is it? Your posture, body language, facial expression, the look in your eyes, how you hold yourself, what we refer to as your physiology. What do I mean? Our physical expression or physiology, is one of the most obvious expressions of communication a person can display. It is so pervasive that police investigators, criminologists, and profilers have actually developed this into a science, the science of how to read and interpret a person's psychological expression. Okay, uh, so that's all very interesting, you're probably thinking. But how does this pertain to you? Keep listening and I'll tell you. Not only do you use your physiology to express and communicate your emotion to others, you use it every day to communicate to yourself. At the University of California at Santa Barbara, a study was conducted about the science of communication principles between ourselves and others. Here's what they found. Words make up only 7% of our communication with others. Voice qualities, also known as VQs, communicated 38% of what we are trying to say. These VQs are comprised of our tone, our volume, our speed of speaking, in other words, the inflection in our voice or inner voice. Guess what they found comprised the remainder of our communication? Our physiological expression made up the other third at 55%. What? Really? Some of you are probably thinking, no wonder my kids aren't listening to me. Oh, it goes much deeper than that. Our physiological expression also affects our body chemistry. Have you ever had butterflies in your stomach before a competition or performing something that you deemed important? That's your physiology in action. To illustrate this, here's a situation that happened when I was coaching professional extreme athletes at the PKRA World Cup Pro Kiteboarders competition in Cabarete, Dominican Republic. I call it the fear factor. The morning of the open competition, I was coaching a handful of select professional kiteboarders at the 2005 World Cup in Cabarete. My friend, Laurel Eastman, who owns a school in Cabarete, Laurel Eastman's Kiteboarding, 
was one of the organizers. They hired me to do a mental performance workshop offered free to all the competitors. These athletes were from around the globe. She also asked me to work one-on-one with a few select individuals. One of them actually won his division and later went on to become one of the top kiteboarders in the world. But that's a different story. One of the athletes I was working with from Venezuela was worried about the feelings he experienced in his stomach prior to competition. His belief was that the butterflies were signaling fear and that as a result, he wouldn't perform well. I explained that this was totally normal and that this was actually his body's way of preparing him for combat or for a great challenge, that this was a powerful force that he could use to his advantage and not something that he should fear. In fact, this is a survival trait that people have experienced since the beginning of mankind. It prepares us for battle with beasts or other humans, and it is a key in our survival during high-stress events. Once he heard that, his mindset changed almost instantly. He had reframed what it meant to him. You could see the corresponding change in his body, too. And he went from timid to confident in a matter of a few seconds. I further explained to him how important this process was and how the adrenaline that accompanies it is key to his success. That if he did not feel this way, then we would have some concerns. I encouraged him to embrace this feeling. During the competition, he performed without hesitation, nailing nearly every move with incredible agility. Later on, he told me that the advice I gave him helped him perform at his personal best he had ever had in competition. Changing the way we use our bodies can significantly alter and affect our biochemical processes. Learning to be aware of our physiology and how it affects our performance is an important step in controlling our outcome. Embracing stress. When faced with stressful situations like a competition or any challenging performance, many of us do our best to manage that stress. We try to do it by controlling our breathing or thinking relaxing thoughts, trying our best to put us out of this stressful state, and we do our darndest to manage that stress. But guess what? Attempting that is actually fighting against what is occurring naturally inside of us. Since the dawn of the ages of mankind, humans have developed a way of preparing themselves for battle, the hunt, or fleeing from danger by using this remarkable biochemical change to help us survive. In fact, our body is preparing us for the stress by increasing our heart rate, creating adrenaline, converting glycogen into needed glucose, and drawing blood from our stomach area to our muscles. We experience sensations like butterflies, irritability, anxiousness, deeper breathing, and the need to yawn to take on more oxygen. This is our body preparing us for battle. Instead of trying to manage the stress, we just need to reframe our interpretation of what the stress means to us and reinterpret how we can use it. Don't fight it. Embrace the stress, understand it, and welcome it. Here's an inspirational quote of real-life experience 
from World Cup soccer champion Mia Hamm. The way you stand and how you present yourself physically will almost instantaneously transform your own self-confidence and emotional content, while altering the way others respond to you as well. We've all seen the posture of confidence, tenacity, and fear. If a team wants to intimidate you physically and you let them, they've won. This is a profoundly valuable observation. But this is not just restricted to teams or sports. If a person wants to intimidate you physically and you let them, they've beaten you. This is how I've handled bullies my whole adult life. You will most probably agree that your body is physical and your ability and skill are also physical. You may also agree that emotions are biochemical in nature and are also physical. As an extension, your thoughts, self-talk, and inner visions or visualizations are electrochemical events and are also therefore physical in nature. Both initially and accumulatively, your thoughts absolutely affect your performance in everything you do. In athletic competition or any performance, your thoughts and feelings are physical and are just as fundamentally important as your ability and skill. Here's the deal. Everything counts. What we think about, what we say to ourselves and others, and what we visualize is emotionalized and in turn affects our overall emotional state. What you think about most of the time becomes your reality. Our emotions vividly affect our physiology, both outwardly and inwardly. Let's look at what occurs when you're angry. Your heart races, your blood pressure increases, you may begin to shake, your temperature may elevate, and you may even notice a distinctly acidic taste in your mouth. Negative emotions have long been associated with acid production in the human body. Is this just psychological or is it physiological as well? How about when you're sad? What happens then? Your eyes water and tears develop, your pulse rate changes, you experience a flush of heat rush through your body, you begin to feel weak, almost drained. Okay, now is this physical or just psychological? All of us can remember that incredible rush of energy and excitement that surges through your body when you're happy, or that feeling of euphoria and physical pleasure of love. When we understand these things, it helps us to become aware of how our emotional content absolutely affects us on a physical as well as on a psychological level in everything we do. One of the coaches that has influenced me, Anthony Robbins, once said something that really stuck with me. Motion creates emotion. He very accurately states that one of the quickest ways to change how you feel is to change how you use your body. Changing the way you move, gesture, sit, stand, and breathe instantly changes how you feel. When you're tired and you need to re-energize, what do you do? You stand up, breathe deeply, stretch, take a walk. You might even get something to eat or drink. You initiate some kind of movement to alter how you feel. In other words, your emotion alters your emotion. Altering your physiology is also a pattern interruption. You feel lethargic, you get up, 
start moving, and that interrupts your previous behavior pattern. Then, by moving, you also tap into an emotional pattern that is different than when you were sitting there in a lump. What about exercising? Have you ever had one of those days where you're dragging, perhaps wondering why you even do this to yourself? But what happened after you warmed up and you got moving? Chances are you began to feel awake and alive. By the end of your workout, you probably felt fantastic. Here's a great tip. If you consistently exercise, it is almost a guarantee that feeling fantastic is a feeling you will tend to focus on when you think about working out, not the dragging, dreading feeling. That's just one of the reasons consistency is so important. Remember when I introduced you to beliefs and the references we choose to focus upon in Mindcast number two? Again, you radically change the way you use your body and boom, that resulted in experiencing a dramatically different emotional state. I can say with 100% confidence that I have never once said, I wish I hadn't gone to the gym. I've said, I don't want to go to the gym. I don't feel like going to the gym. I'm too tired and a bunch of other excuses. That darn inner voice is lying to me and trying to manipulate me again. But never once, not once, have I ever said, I wish I hadn't gone to the gym after I went. I always felt revived and better than I did before I went. So here's something interesting. When we remain in a certain physiology for a period of time, we tend to stay in that same connected emotional state as well. Moreover, there are certain physiologies for certain emotional states. I mean, think about it. If I asked you to describe what someone looked like who was totally depressed, you could do it, right? Couldn't you? Isn't there a body language or physiology for depression? Where would this person's head be, up or hanging down? Hanging down, probably. What about this person's breathing, full and deep or weak and shallow? Most likely weak and shallow. Would their face be smiling and animated? Probably not. Most likely, it would be slack or expressionless. Now, what about their movements and gestures? Would they be expansive and animated or slow and minimal? Their gestures if they had any at all, would probably be slow and minimal. Now, how do you know this? Because you've experienced it. We've all had days when just getting out of bed seemed like a chore. Being stuck at home or in quarantine because of our current pandemic has made many of us feel this way. We haven't been able to do the things that connect us to the emotional states that we're used to and that we love. On the other hand, we also know that doing something as simple as lifting our head up, putting our shoulders back, breathing fully, and smiling tend to make us feel more energized, awake, and alive. In fact, your parents or a teacher probably told you that at least a few times in your childhood. Sit up straight. Don't slouch. They may not even have realized how deeply this affected you, but they knew it did. There have been studies in which patients in mental health institutions were instructed to put a pen in their teeth, smile, and look up at the ceiling for 20 minutes a day. As ridiculous and simplistic as that may seem, the study actually found that many of these patients reduced the amount of medication they needed by half. It is essential to understand that 
Some of the most powerful chemicals around are in our bodies, and we produce them internally. It's nearly impossible to feel sad or upset when you're smiling. Changing the way we use our bodies significantly alters and affects our biochemical processes. Learning to be aware of our physiology and how it affects our performance is an important step in controlling our outcome. I remember watching the great Les Paul play. I believe he was in his late 80s and was playing at New York's Iridium Jazz Club. Les was the man that invented the solid body electric guitar and many other things. An invention that changed the way music was played forever. So he walked up like a man in his late 80s, picked up his guitar, got this huge smile on his face, and made a comment about his arthritis, and then he ripped out licks like a 20-year-old. His physiology absolutely transformed when he picked up his guitar. Every time he picked up his guitar, it brought him to a place emotionally and associated him to his great love, music, that he'd been playing since he was a teenager. Remember that section on beliefs in Mindcast number two? That we have personal, secondhand, and imagined references? Well, the same three categories apply to the physiology of success as well. What do I mean by success? Well, success in this context means the physiology that helps to produce an emotional state that best suits the requirements of the situation. One can have a personal reference of a state such as confidence, decisiveness, or patience. One can also role model someone else who exhibits these characteristics, our secondhand references. And one can imagine what it would be like to be in that state, imagined references. And your body will begin to adapt to those characteristics. You may have different results depending on your emotional state you're trying to target. You may be excellent at getting into a state of confidence by focusing on personal references, but may do better at being patient when thinking of a role model, or vice versa. Here's a great exercise I've taught for years. If you can't do it now because of where you are or because you're driving, be sure to try this later. Walk through a door in a manner as if you were relaxed and at home or somewhere familiar to you. Now walk back and straighten your posture. Put your shoulders back, your chin up. Take a deep breath. Put a huge smile on your face and walk through that door with confidence and power. Now walk back to where you began. How did that feel? Now do the exact same thing with your physiology again, but this time think about walking into a room where everyone is waiting to congratulate you. I want you to really embrace that feeling. Notice how it made you feel. Did you begin to alter your emotional state? Your emotional state not only directly affects your physiology, your physiology absolutely affects your emotional state. They are connected. So if you want to change your emotional state, Change how you're moving. Change your posture. Change your facial expression. It will instantly transform how you're feeling at that very moment. To encapsulate this, change your mind, change your body. Change your body, and you will change your mind. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Mindcast. I am sincerely grateful for the responses I've gotten to this podcast from some of my listeners. 
and I hope it's helped you in some way. To get information on my books or my mental performance programs, or for personal coaching, or coaching for your organization, send an email to kevin at thewinningmindset.com. Until next time, this is Kevin Seaman, and this is Mindcast. Thank <laughs> you.